We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. I shall put an enmity between you, your seed, and her seed. Her seed, the seed of the woman, the seed of man. A different man, however, seed will bruise your head. That's what happened in Colossians 2. When he came and he spoiled. Principalities and powers and made an open show of them. That was the woman's seed messing up the head of the serpent. After that, the serpent had tried to bite his heel. That's all he could do. When he beats the heel, took him down, he still screamed, grave, death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? This is all he could do. Bite my heel. I crush your head. So Galatians 3, Paul then explains that when God told Abraham in your seed, it wasn't seeds as of many, spermatozoa in the Greek, but it was seed, capital S, as in sperma, singular, and that seed is Christ. So in Genesis 3, as soon as man messed up, Christ was activated. Do you understand? Because in Genesis 3, you see her seed. And so when God appears to Abraham, what gospel is God preaching to Abraham? Abraham, Christ is coming. Believe. Do you, do you get it? Are you sure you got it? Christ is coming through you. He has unfinished business. In you, your seed, shall all the descendants of the earth, Genesis 12, all the descendants of the earth, nations, Genesis 13, all the nations of the earth, Genesis 22, your seed, as confirmed in Galatians 3. So the gospel that was preached to Abraham was Christ. That's why he believed and it was counted to him for righteousness. Who else can impute righteousness? Because he is become to us righteousness, redemption, and forgiveness. He, he is the only one that can impute righteousness. So Abraham was righteous before the cross because he believed ahead. Your father Abraham longed to see my longed to see my day. He, and he saw it and he was glad. Abraham saw Christ. From a distance and believed. Because he had the gospel preached to him. What was the gospel? Hasid Shabruz. Abraham, I chose you because that seed is coming through you. That seed is the root of Jesse. David had the gospel, he too believed. He said, I'm not doing law. I've seen Christ. <laughs> leave, leave that lot in. <laughs> no, no, no. I've seen Christ. I am not of the tribe of Levi, but I'm a priest. Bring the food. <laughs> Bring the food. Bring the bread of the holy place. <laughs> I'm a priest. Bring the clothes that priests wear. I'm a priest. Because I have seen him. I have seen the Christ. Believe the gospel. Now, this is the reason why their sins could be forgiven. Because even though Christ had not been slain in time, they had seen it in time past and they had believed. So the sins of people before the cross who are forgiven are the sins of those who heard the gospel before the cross and believed. Because nobody can say that they don't hear the gospel. I'm just getting started. (laughs) I'm just getting started. Hebrews 11. I've shown you this many times over and over and over and over. You, this, that's why you cannot, you, you cannot hear the gospel and then just... No, no, it will move you. Yeah. 
There's, there's something about the gospel. Nah, it will make you misbehave. There's something about the gospel. I said over and over, I said last week, you cannot hear the gospel and be crying at the altar. You altar call, ah, 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 have mercy on me, a sinner. No! no! You who were not a people! the gospel you can't hear it and just and then we just you can't even smile no you're the one that needs the gospel because it's good news it's good news and it has always been preached the difference is it was preached i'm going ahead of myself it was preached in his future tense to some people in his promissory tense promise as a promise and they believed and he worked for them. Yeah. We don't preach the gospel now as a promise. Yes. We preach it as a reality. Yes. Yeah. That's, right. That's the difference. That's why they who receive the gospel according to promise need my faith who received it according to reality to be made perfect. Yes. Yes. Hebrews 11. You see what Abraham did with the gospel that he believed. Labrindos kubaladiandis kosubrandiligos Hebrews 11, verse 8 and 9. Hebrews 11, 8 and 9. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And we see in, in, in Genesis 13 that that place was no place. Because that place was every place. <laughs> North, south, east, and west. It was a journey of discovery. It was a journey of revelation. Because where he was coming from, where he was, where he was going, was covered by one of those four cardinal points. Yes. It was a journey of discovery. So by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Verse 9. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Basically, Abraham never built a structure out of concrete because he knew Christ was coming. Yes. He knew where I was is not the promise. So even though he was called the land of promise, he dwelt in it as though he was in a strange land. Because it was just the land of promise. It wasn't what was to come. It wasn't the land that was promised. It was the land that signified what was promised. If it was the land of promise, then he must have received the promise when he received the land. But the land of promise was just a token of the promise that was to come. So he received the land of promise as, as, as some sort of deposit, if you may, of what was to come. Does that make sense? But, but he camped on it because knowing that uh, what I see has not come yet. Who I see hasn't come yet. I can't build a house here that I cannot leave. So I'm going to dwell in tents. I'm going to dwell ready to move. Because I'm set on that person who is coming. Looking unto Jesus. The author, the factor of our faith. That's the gospel. Abraham believed. Look at 1 John 2, verse 2. I told you you opened a, a million scriptures today. Ah, 1 John 2, 2. Remember I said whatever God does, he does the kingdom on his mind? 1 John 2, 2. Let's go from verse 1, actually. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with Christ with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Verse 2. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So again, God's redemption plan had a world view. Yeah. What he did, he did for the world. Kingdom on his mind. Abraham heard the gospel. What was, what was, what was the gospel? In you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, Right? The blessing will come through his seed, Abraham's seed, which is the seed of the woman, right? He was promised that seed. Look at Ephesians 1.3. 1, 
the majority of what was promised to Abraham centered around blessing, right? Hmm? Okay. Ephesians 1, 3. I mean, it's the scripture that in this house you know. But let's read it in the light of the gospel. First, Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Where? In Christ. Can you see the gospel coming to pass? In Christ, who is the blessing? Galatians 3, 29. Abraham's gospel was the blessing. His seed, nations, descendants, the earth, kingdoms, right? Through Christ. We have been blessed. Why have we been blessed with that promise in Christ? Because according to Galatians 3 and verse 29, you will see that if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So see, the whole thing was one big master plan. Because we are Abraham's seed, we are heirs according to the promise, and therefore we are Christ, so we came into Abraham's blessing. So when you sing Abraham's blessings, they taught you wrong. Abraham was blessed with one blessing, Christ. Abraham's blessing is mine. Abraham's blessing is mine. We are heirs of Abraham according to the promise. What was the promise? In you and your descendants shall, first of all in Genesis 12 it says, in you shall all your descendants be blessed. In you shall all the nations, in your seed shall all the earth be blessed. So the gospel preached to Abraham was a blessing. It was a promise. It was coming through his seed. And that in that seed, all people that will come through Abraham's lineage will come into the blessing. As many of us as have identified and received that seed, who is Christ, have come into the blessing. And we have become partakers of Abraham's promise. A promise he did not partake of in the flesh. So the gospel that we heard is the same gospel Abraham heard. Christ. His coming. His kingdom. So I said earlier before Abraham, the gospel was a promise. Right? What was to come? He believed it. And because he, was belie- he believed it, when it was not present, he was called a man of faith. Because faith, according to Hebrews 11, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's why there's a difference between the faith Abraham had and the faith I have. Because me, my faith is not substance of things hoped for. It's not evidence of things not seen. It's different. John says in chapter 1 verse 1, we are talking about Christ whom we have touched. We have seen. Our hands have handled. It was not a substance hoped for. (laughs) Do you understand? Do you understand? No, you don't look like you understand. Abraham believed Christ before he had Christ. He believed Christ based on what was preached to him. Because he believed Christ, it was credited to him. He was given righteousness on credit. Because the price for that righteousness had not been paid. In time at least. So, but you believed. It hasn't come. But you believed. You know what? Here it is on credit. When the cross comes, because you believe it, has, it will pay what has been paid. But here, take it. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? Do you understand? So it was credited to him because there had not, not been blood shed to take away sin. But he believed. So we credited to him righteousness. By the time the cross comes and is paying, your own is inside. Because you believed. You believed it in promissory form. So the gospel that was preached to Abraham was a promise. Are you following me? The faith he had was to believe what had not come as though it had come. My faith is not believing what has not come. My faith is hinged on what is. (laughs) Do you understand? He has come 
statistics, records, annals of history have it on record that he came. He lived. He died. And he didn't die a death that we'll have to explain. He died the way he ought to die, as a curse. So we don't have to now start justifying, okay, you know, the meaning of his death is, no, 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 cost is everyone, Genesis, Deuteronomy 21, that hangs on a tree. Joshua 8, Joshua 10, we'll see it later. you see where, when they killed those kings and hung them on trees, by night, by night time, they brought them down because it was a taboo to leave anybody hung on a tree overnight. It was a curse for anyone to die in a tree. Everyone before the cross heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. Everyone before the cross. If Abraham heard it, Satan heard it. No one before the cross who knew scriptures, who had the law, who had the prophets, can say they did not hear the gospel. How be it in its promissory sense? Are you following me? Everybody before the cross heard the gospel. Otherwise, the price would not have been fair to just save us and not save them. It's the same gospel. It's not double standards. You cannot say they were condemned because they did not have the gospel. They had the gospel. They heard it. How be it in its promissory future? It's coming. But listen, if you believe it now, you can enter it now. That's the gospel they heard. Do you know how privileged you are to be boasting in 2,000 years ago? Think about it. That's the difference. They didn't have the privilege of 2,000 years ago. They had the privilege of one day the Messiah is coming. He will pay for the sins of the world. He will establish his kingdom. Just believe it. How can we believe something we don't even know? When is it coming? I can't exactly tell you when it's coming. But somebody is coming who will restore the order of the kingdom back to what it is. And all you need to do is believe him. We don't understand this. The ones that believed entered it. When it happened, it paid their credit. Do you understand? You and I now, we are of a different breed. Now we are not hoping for what is to come. We are saying it happened 2,000 odd years ago. I am a product of what has happened. Not an expectation of what is to come. You see why the faith levels are different? My faith is of such audacity as they did not have. I can believe that my salvation is eternally secure because of what Christ has did. Oh my God. Do you understand this? Not not that I'm hoping that someday he will do it. Don't confuse faith for salvation versus faith as a gift for provision. The faith that you exercise when you're believing God for something. Mm, That's different. We're talking saving faith here. Saving faith. Saving faith. He he, he came. He died. The tomb is empty. No, there's a tomb. He he came. It's empty. He rose. They tried to hide it, but he now appeared everywhere for 40 days. Yes. <laughs> he didn't just resurrect and disappear. Do you understand? He appeared everywhere to at least 500 people, Paul says. And even him as one born out of due time. He appeared. And they saw him going. Two angels said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here? looking? the same manner you are seeing him go up. It's the same manner you will see him come down. It was not a mirage. He came, he lived, he died, he was buried, he resurrected, he appeared to men and then he left. He ascended, Ephesians 4. He descended the lower parts of the earth. He ascended, he gave gifts. He fellowshiped with them. So our faith is not hinged on an expectation. Our faith is hinged on a reality. Write it down. Our faith is not hinged on an their faith was hinged on an expectation our faith is hinged on a reality it's not Christ who will be in you the hope of glory it is Christ 
in you the hope of glory. Our faith has substance of things that are, not of things that are hoped for. <laughs> Why have I gotten into faith? <laughs> Our faith is hinged on, ex- on reality. It's not hinged on expectation. And, and that's what Paul meant in Romans, in Hebrews 11 and Romans 4. That by faith, Abraham staggered not at the promise. Judging that faithful is he who has said it, who will also do it. Just, just hearing that something will happen. You are 75 years old. No child. I'll tell you, it's coming. Then the child comes and you realize it's not the child. <laughs> you offer the child to God. God rejects the child. And say, no, no. Take your lamb. Don't worry about lamb. Lamb has, I'm sorted out the lamb. You take lamb. I've taught you that in this house before. Yeah, yeah. Lamb. No, no, no. Take the lamb. I killed the lamb already. Yes. I'm about to take you into a season of sin consciousness. 400 years. I will give the, the, they will have to be under the law. You will bring a sin consciousness in them. That's what a ram represents. Enter an era of sin consciousness. The, uh, the lamb is already there. Don't worry. You don't qualify. Imagine how hard it was for them. Imagine how sweet we have it. Now. We're not believing that our sins will be forgiven. That's why David will come and say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And not as within me, bless his holy name. Who forgives your iniquities? In the law. David was working with Christ. David's mates were covering sin. David said, No, me, my own sin is forgiven. You messed up or choose three things. Angel will come and kill some of you. Philistines will come and carry all of you, or you fall into my hand. David went, ah, I see Christ, I'm falling into your hand. (laughs) And he survived there. He didn't die there. He wasn't falling into God's hand by chance. He was falling into God's hand by prophetic revelation. He had seen that Jesus was coming and Jesus' mercy. Jesus' redemption. Jesus' forgiveness of sins. He had seen the seed. So he knew if I fall into God's hand, God will not kill me. Yes. Because yes. I have seen the seed that is coming. I plugged into it now. I can obtain mercy now. And God was like, ah, David, you should you You clock this thing. And it came, it had to come through his seed. He messed up. God said, I will use it. You have faith. Slept with a woman, killed her husband. Married her. God said, is that same woman that Jesus will come through? So I told Peter, told Peter, don't call unclean. What God has not called unclean? Beersheba. Jesus' ancestor is Beersheba. How? Not Abigail, his wife, that he married after Nabal, Nabal died. Not Milka, that was given to him by Saul. The illegitimate affair from the illegitimate wife was where Jesus came from. Because a man had faith. That's why Jesus is walking on the road to Jericho. And Bartimaeus is shouting, nobody's answering him. He's shouting, even Jesus is answering him. Bartimaeus says, ah, Jesus, thou son of David. Who, who traced me to David? Where is he? There, bring him to me. What did you see? Oh. Wow. Do, 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 do you understand? Bartimaeus too has yeah. had, Bartimaeus had heard the gospel. Do you because Jesus was of the seed of Jesse, the root of David. So he was called. Who, 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 who found David? Who, who understands David on the way to Jericho? Who, who is that? Bring him to me. Hey, hey, hey. What do you want? Instantly, Bartimaeus got access. Yes. Instantly he got access. Because he had found the cross. Before the cross. 
That's the link between Bartimaeus, David, and Jesus. Do you understand? That's the link. That's the link between Bartimaeus, David, and Jesus. It wasn't just, just calling a title. No, no, it was not a title. It was an eternal food chain that David had tapped into. And Bartimaeus came and leveraged them. I know you now. I know what you came to do. I know what you came to do. You are who David was talked about. Talk, David talked about. You are who David believed. You are of his seed. You can help me. He knew Jesus had mercy to give. Yes. <laughs> Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He heard the gospel. Genesis chapter 6. You see another person that heard the gospel. See why I say we can do this thing all day, every day. Yeah. Genesis chapter 6. <laughs> oh, brother, go so by on this. Genesis, is, are we still recording? Genesis chapter 6, and we will go from verse 8. Now, you know the story now. Sons of, of men, daughters of men taking sons of God and blah, blah, blah. God said, my spirit will not wrestle with man anymore. Verse 8. But Noah What did Noah hear? To find grace. In the midst of all the madness somebody unlocked grace. That tells us that Noah was not picked because he was sinless. Because a man who is without sin, trills, does not need grace. It's a man that has fallen that needs grace. So again, what you find with Noah was not that everybody was bad, only Noah was righteous, no. It was that everybody was bad and God needed a prototype to show what was coming. Eh, Noah, take grace. Let me use you to show them what is coming. Let me by you preach the gospel. Because I will show you shortly, you see in 1 Peter, that Noah became called a preacher of righteousness. Hebrews 11.7 let's, let's branch Hebrews first. Eh? <laughs> oh my God. Hebrews 11.7 Are we there? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 the 7th verse of the 11th chapter of the epistle to the Hebrews in your holy Bible. You're there, let me know. If you're, if you're there, let me know by saying, I. Mm -hmm. I feel something up in here. Are you there? <laughs> Hebrews, people are watching on the internet, mind yourself. <laughs> Hebrews 11:7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah. By faith, Noah heard the gospel, things which were not yet seen. He believed. Began to build an ark. So Noah's matter was not about the ark. Yes. It's about grace through faith. Yes. There's a story of a man who believed the gospel and became the deposit for the gospel in his generation. Do you understand, my dear? By faith, Noah believed and became, and hear how Peter puts it. In 1 Peter chapter 3. 
Somebody here would never ever remain the same again. It's not possible. First Peter chapter 3. I told you in this house, stay in this house. You will grow. Yeah? Stick around. You will grow. Whether you like it or yes, you grow. First Peter 3. I'll read for the fun of it from verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. By the Spirit, right? By whom? That's by the Spirit. By whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. I'll explain that another day. Who formerly were disobedient. When the days, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the field of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into the heaven and is sat at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. So by the Spirit, in the days of Noah, we see righteousness being preached through Christ. Second Peter chapter 2. It's still Peter writing, right? Expounding slightly more the matter of Noah versus Christ versus faith versus righteousness versus the gospel. Second Peter 2.4. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah... One of eight people, a preacher of righteousness. Bringing in the flood on the wall of the ungodly and turning the cities of Solomon and Gomorrah, it goes on to talk about other things. But you see here that Noah is saved and is called a preacher of righteousness, which Hebrews 11 tells us he became by virtue of obtaining grace through faith. How are men made righteous? Through who? Christ, who is our righteousness. For we know that he who knew no sin became sin, that we may become the righteousness of God. Righteousness does not come by any other means. Neither is there any other name given among men by which we may be saved, but that so when you see righteousness, either by credit or by reality, is Christ. No one heard the gospel. He believed the gospel and became a preacher of the gospel. So the entire ark building process was just a season of ministry for Noah. To preach the gospel. And the narrative goes on through scripture. In Exodus chapter 4, after chapter 3, Moses, the burning bush, all that, he goes back to eat. To eat. Let's go there. Exodus 4. You see the, the, the Israelites believing. <laughs> Exodus 4, 28 to 31. Exodus 4, 28 to 31. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded them. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Just give me a second. So we just saw Moses in Exodus 4, after the burning bush, going to Israel and telling them all he heard from the Lord. And they believed. Right? And you're wondering how that is the gospel, right? Anybody wondering how that's the gospel? 1 Corinthians 10. Phew. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. Remember that cloud? Come on, Sunday school. Pillar of fire by day, pillar of cloud by night. We're under the cloud. Watch this. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses. 
in the cloud and in the sea. When they were going through the Red Sea, it was a type of baptism. Pillar of fire by night. Hey, I baptize you with water. You have passed through the Red Sea. One is coming. Let's continue. You will see, it's, 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 this is not part of saying, you see it here, right here. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Three, all ate the same spiritual food. Four, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock water, Christ, fire, Christ, cloud, Christ. They drank from that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So the entire gameplay of Israel being delivered from Egypt and being sent to the same land of promise that Abraham refused to camp in. The same land. Promise is in his descendants. The entire play was Christ. The entire play was the gospel. The entire play was the kingdom. That's why Exodus 12 now begins to make sense. That's the chapter of the Passover. Kill a lamb, eat it, eat it in a hurry. Don't eat it like you're settling. Exodus 12. Eat it in a hurry. Sharp, sharp. Dress up food. Griddle yourself. Wear your dress. Be in battle array. And eat this thing quickly while it's hot, while it's fresh. But the blood, don't touch it. All the blood, put it on your lintel post. Put it there. Because the angel of death is coming. Just like he did in Sodom and Gomorrah. Rescued a few. Out. Rescued a remnant. Yeah? Lot and his family. Out. He's coming. Ah, he's of fairer eyes than to behold iniquity. He hasn't changed. But when he sees the blood, he'll pass over. When he sees the blood, he will pass over. I've said it over and over. There were Egyptians that entered Israelite houses that were saved. There was an Egyptian that came out of his house and just saw, what what is all this red, red thing? Lamb? (laughs) Becky, please bring lamb quickly. What are they doing? Okay. Make it no business now. Leave me not do something. <laughs> I went back into his house. And somehow his first one did not die. Yes. Yeah, that's right. There was no prejudice on the blood. There was no prejudice then. There is no prejudice now. He's able to save to the uttermost that have come to him. He's able. And there was a, an Israelite mumu who came out and said, Ah, this is smelling blood. <laughs> Putting blood. If I enter ritual, ritual, you have joined cults. So you know me, I just painted my house satin. I can't, I can't put blood outside. And if he was a firstborn, he died. His firstborn sons died. The blood has no prejudice. Again, this was Christ. Our Passover lamb. Preached to them. They believed. They were saved. Some did not believe. Were not saved. Israel heard the gospel. Eventually when they rejected it. We now gave them 623 laws. If you don't want grace through faith. It's this. Galatians is coming to let's, let's, let's try and close this thing. Joshua chapter 2. You see Rahab. When you go home, read the whole chapter. They sent spies, two spies, to Jericho. Rahab saw them. <laughs> she had heard all that was happening through God with them. She said, hey, hey, hey come, let's strike a deal. I'll help you. You too, you help me. Prostitute. Yeah? Prostitute. 
They say, yes, no, no, just drop a scarlet thread. We'll just know it's your house. Listen to me, people. I said, God always uses the remnant. Yeah. All of Jericho's walls fell flat except the portion that had one house. Yeah. Think of it. How can wall fall flat? Six chariots, they said, can run parallel on Jericho's walls. They didn't crumble. They fell flat. Think of all the walls falling and just one portion staying up that had a red cloth dangling and inside there was a prostitute and her family. That's why Hebrews 11 again says, by faith, Rehab. She heard the gospel. She believed. There's something about what is backing you that is working for you that I know will work for you in this Jericho. I'm from Jericho, but me, I know that this thing will work for you. I've been hearing now. Because the Jericho was tightly shot. They were afraid. They had head. So me, I know. I'm just hiding you, but I know that very soon you'll come and take over this place. Me, I want to be part of your country. A city and builder. A city and whose founder and builder is Christ. I want to be part of your city. I want to be inside your commonwealth of Israel. Yeah? I want to please plug me. I want your citizenship. So I will drop a red cloth. Selah. I will drop a red cloth. Though your, a crimson, though your sins be red as scarlet. She dropped a scarlet thread. She said, listen to me, O God of Israel. You, Israel, everybody know me. I'm a sinner. I can't help myself. Scarlet thread, red cloth. Do you understand? I need grace. So it's not because I'm good. Everybody knows I am a notorious prostitute. Look at my red cloth. Signifying my sin. Though your sins be red as scarlet, as crimson, I shall make them white as snow. She dropped a red cloth and said, I'm a sinner. I can't help myself. And the moment she did that, she plugged into grace. She plugged into grace. She heard. She believed. It's about to get really hot. The gospel was heard and the gospel was preached by all the law and all the prophets. That's why I said everybody before the cross heard the gospel. Luke 16. You know when in chapter 24 Jesus is telling them, Will you, no, let's, 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 let's. Luke 16. Very interesting story. All of you, maybe most of you, Debbie will not have heard it because she was a Jew. Um, she probably might, actually. But, but look at Luke 16. Story that all of you, most of you know in, in um, Sunday school. From verse 19. Hmm. Verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Please follow this very carefully. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, listen, when you read your Bible, you must read the Revelation. You read something over and over, you won't see anything. And then all of a sudden, when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, Please, close your physical eyes, figuratively. Open your spiritual eyes. When you are blind, then you can see. When you can see, 
you are blind. So Abraham said, son, verse 25, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf or chasm fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, father, that you will send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rise from the dead. I'm here because I rejected the gospel. Please send Lazarus back to go and preach the gospel to my five brothers so they will not come to hell with me. And Abraham said to them, no, what gospel do you want him to go and preach when Moses and the prophets are really preaching it? So Moses was a preacher of Christ. John chapter 5, verse 39 to 47. I warned you it was about to get really hot. John chapter 5, verse 39 to 47. Is this helping anybody? John chapter 5, verse 39 to 47. Are we there? You search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. John 5, 39, 40 now. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men. Watch this. But I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. 44. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. 46. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Wait, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Christ? The Gospel? Moses, Christ, bring up the law, meditator, Christ. That's why Moses himself was not justified by the law that came through him. Otherwise, Hebrews 11 will not say by faith, Moses. Because Moses did not start off with law. Moses started off with grace. He ran after killing people. He was a murderer. Countered God at the burning bush. Who are you? Let me turn around and say, what is this? Encountered God and found grace. He didn't start off with law. He didn't bring it. It came because they rejected the gospel Moses preached. Because he preached Christ. He taught Christ. He planted Christ. He believed. So he had faith. By faith, Moses. Jesus says, how can you believe me? I'm talking to you. Me, I'm talking to you now. You can't hear. It's because you didn't believe Moses. In other words, if you could even see the law. You see me now. Because the entire law was given to point all of you to me. Is that what Paul said in Galatians 4? Yes, yes. To point you to me. I'm standing here, you can't see me. When I am all that Moses wrote about. I am all that. Luke 24. Let me mess you up a little bit more. Before Luke 24, let's go to Hebrews 1. <laughs> Hebrews 1. Actually, it's, it's, it's verse 1 and 2. I love how Hebrews 1 begins. 
Those of you that know me know. I love Hebrews 1 1. God! King James, New King James, NET. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophet. And has in these days spoken to us through the son. So the prophets were preaching the gospel. How be it in his promissory state. Luke 24. Jesus on the way to M house. I don't have that on my notes, but it just dropped as I was. Eh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my God. Am I the only one that's excited? I can preach this thing to myself. I'm telling you, I don't need audience. <laughs> I don't need congregation, man. Luke 24. Ah, Jesus. Luke 24, 25, right? Jesus has resurrected from the dead, remember? Walking on the road to Emmaus with those two guys, yeah. preaching to them. Let's start from 25. He said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. 26. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So you see why he told them that Moses wrote, and what Moses wrote of. Yes, yes, yes. So starting at Moses, starting at Moses means starting at the Pentateuch. Yes. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the five books of Moses. Starting at those books, he began to explain to them how Red Sea was him. Moses in the little manger basket in the sea was him. The pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire was him. Passover was him. Them eating manna and quail was him. First Corinthians 10. They ate the same spiritual food. Uh, Began to show them the whole thing. Christ. Starting at Moses at the prophet. He showed them. Let me show you two more about this gospel before the cross. This one will excite you. One chapter behind. Luke 23. Luke 23, 39-ish. Yes, Jesus is already on the cross. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other rebuked, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God? Seeing you are under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, Now, just in case you don't know, those guys got to paradise. That guy got to paradise before Jesus. He died first. Because they broke their legs and he died. They came to break Jesus' legs. He was dead. He gave up his ghost himself. He believed what he had heard. They crucified him. They said he incited the people. They said he was blasphemous. They said he was a false prophet. But a condemned criminal on the cross said he did nothing wrong. So a condemned criminal on the cross had revelation about who Christ was. Because only a blameless man could keep the law. When we begin to see the message of the scripture, you'll understand that the reason why Jesus had to come on the earth and be a man and L-I-V-E as a man was because in, only in a fleshy form could a man be found perfect to fulfill the law and therefore abolish it and be sacrificed for our sins. Yes. And this man, this thief said, we, we deserve to die. He doesn't. That means he's dying for something that has to do with me. Who deserves to die? 
Do you understand? We, we are, we, the wages of sin is death. This guy is not dying for his own wages. Because he, he has no sin. So there has to be something between his death and my wages. I'm dying because I deserve to die. You are dying because you don't deserve to die, but you're dying. You have done no wrong. Now, there's something about your dying and where you're going that can benefit me. So please, remember, remember me when you get there. And again, righteousness was credited. I'll give you a last one for today. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. I know some of you are already constipated by now. Some of you are at that point where you can't take any more. Like, oh, I'm overfed. <laughs> I'm, over, I'm overfed. I want to go and sleep on this one. Romans 8, 26. Acts 8, forgive me. Acts 8, 26. <laughs> now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, to worship whom he knew not, and was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. He was reading the book of Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, and here I switch to King James for my memory, understandeth thou what thou readest? New King James says, do you understand what you're reading? And 31, and he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. 32. The place in scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its sharer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Put your finger there. Turn to Isaiah 53 to see what, where the Ethiopian eunuch was reading. Isaiah 53. Remember that chapter from the Great Exchange? Isaiah 53. Number 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Isaiah, right? Old Testament. Mm -hmm. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who would declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people. He was stricken. Even goes on to say, but they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Here, right here, Isaiah saw Joseph of Arimathea burying Jesus in his rich tomb. And anybody here who read Isaiah and believed to that person Christ had come, to that person Christ had died, to that person Christ had been crucified in a rich man's tomb, to that person Christ had been afflicted for their sins, and so to that person was credited righteousness. Back to Acts chapter 8. It's a good place to end. Acts chapter 8. So, that's the portion that the Ethiopian eunuch was reading. 34. So the eunuch, Acts chapter 8 verse 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Look up. But this guy had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And had no clue. Is Isaiah, the translation is, is Isaiah talking this verse of this scripture of himself? Or is Isaiah talking about another man? And my question is, oh, you know, what went thou to Jerusalem 
to worship. Why worshipest thou what thou knowest not what? 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture preached There was no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There was no Old New Testament in his entirety at this, at this point. So all these guys that preached Christ, preached him from the Old Testament. Paul preached Old Testament. That's all the scripture there was. Starting at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. 36. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here's water. Because by that time, the eunuch had heard about the significance of water of baptism for repentance. From John, from Noah, from the Red Sea. And he says, see, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So, end of story. He didn't repent of any sin, didn't confess any sin. No altar call, no sinner's prayer, no baptismal class, no developmental class, nothing. He said, I, I, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So right there, Philip baptized him and he was gone. Just believe him, brother. Christ plus nothing. That was the gospel. Starting at this scripture, he preached Christ to him. Now, next week, I'll begin to show you how the disciples, even when they, Jesus resurrected and began to preach from Acts chapter 2, they were preaching repent. It was in this narrative, Acts chapter 8, that Philip changed the narrative to believe. Believe. Because what you were being, bapt what you were being baptized for repentance has now showed up. Believe. Believe. I don't want to stop. But let me stop. Eight o'clock. Let's go. It's eight o'clock. Feels like seven o'clock, right? Eight o'clock. We'll continue next week. At this juncture is where the gospel preached promissory meets the gospel preached in reality. This juncture. That's why I don't want to start now. Because Peter goes and he's still preaching. They're all preaching repent, you know. And then he gets called to go to Cornelius, you know. After, in the next chapter, Acts chapter 9, Saul gets saved. Okay. And the entire dynamics of the gospel changes. <laughs> but by the time Saul gets saved, the guys are still preaching their thing. Peter gets called to go to Cornelius' house. He first of all resists. He goes. And then he now comes to chapter 10 and he's telling them in Jerusalem what happened. And it's like, even me, I didn't believe that God would call us to Gentiles. Though, until this thing happened. And that was what set the entire narrative of the gospel to become Christ. Faith, grace through faith, no works. That's what concretizes the gospel as what we now preach. So the difference is we preach Christ revealed. Christ on display. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Christ the reality. Not what is to come. What now is that to them was to come. Christ the power and the wisdom of God. And then we can begin to explore the message of the gospel. What does the gospel message entail? What understanding of this gospel must you have when you're preaching? So even if you don't say all these words when you're preaching the gospel, your knowledge and revelation of it informs what you say and backs it with power. So you cannot, even if you speak the gospel for five minutes, that five minutes must come from an abundance of your understanding of the scripture, of the gospel. 
Does that make sense? So when we say the message of the gospel, we don't mean that by the time we finish teaching you, every time you want to preach the gospel to someone, you will take three hours. Now, by the way, it takes time to preach the gospel. By the way. You know how the church will send you out one hour? They want you to come back and say you preach to 16 people. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. We've all done it now. Yeah. You want to try to score as many, and then you have to get their names or scorecards to come and prove that you preached to six people or seven people. But can you imagine how long it took Jesus to sit with these two guys and preach him to them from Moses, from Genesis to Malachi in one sitting? Imagine how long it took Philip to preach the gospel to the Ethiopian eunuch from Isaiah 53 and the whole of the Old Testament. It takes time. In Jason's house, it took them all night. It takes time. So you go out and you can spend all day trying to establish the gospel to one person. Because, you see, it's important that they hear the gospel correctly. It's important. It's important that they hear the gospel correctly. And that's why the gospel is a continuing labor of love. You can't preach it all to a person in one day. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.